Thanks for tuning in to War Cry Radio, where your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun, focuses on mind reframing, personal money and credit, business theory to launch clarity, business credit, business leadership, home buying, and real estate investments. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another great episode. Talk soon. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to World Cry Radio. Go be great. I am your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun. And listen, folks, we are in for a treat today. I have an awesome, amazing, wonderful, fantastic guy on the line today. And guess what? He's also my family. So I am excited to have Jamon Jacobs of Safe Arm Tactical on the episode today. Hey, Jamon, how you doing, man? Hey, hey, Karina, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So we family. I've already put that out there. So if y'all hear some some cutting up, some some you know, <laughs> some back and forth, some giggling and carrying on. That that's how we do. That's how yep. family do. We love each <laughs> other. It's all in love. This is really my dude. I love him with all my heart. And Jamon is someone that I really truly respect and honor in the safe arms arena. He's taught me and actually my husband. He's my cousin from my husband. So he's you know we're cousins from. Uh, marriage, but to me, it's still like blood because we just that cool. But Jamon has a ton of knowledge as it relates to safety. So, you know, I know we have a couple of guys that listen to the show, but for the most part, our audience is women. So I wanted to have some safety tips, some safety tools brought to us from an expert. So Jamon, I yes, want to first ask you, tell us where you are and tell us about the business that you own and operate, Safe uh, tac- safe Arms Tactical. Yes, ma'am. So I'm in uh, Maryland, Prince George's County, right outside of Washington, D.C. And um, I've been operating my business since uh, 2013. Um, I got into it as by way of a uh, co-worker who I kind of you know, referred to him as my uncle. So he kind of got me to, you know, inspire me to be a firearms instructor. And I got into firearms, um, funny story, my, um, I was shooting my dad's gun with my dad in the backyard. <laughs> and my mother came out, heard the gunfire, came out and, and you know, and cussed him out. <laughs> but he, uh, it was all, it was written in stone then. So, you know, getting into firearms and over the course of time becoming, um, becoming a, you know, just well-versed and not well-versed, but a connoisseur of history that, so it just, it just a, a combination of things that got me into being a, a firearms instructor. Gotcha. And tell us again, at what age was that that you started shooting? Um, I was probably around seven or eight years old. Wow. Wow. Mm. So you're not a novice at this by no stretch of the imagination. Um, no, but you know, it's a difference um, between backyard shooting and then actually, you know, teaching your your children, your kids, your teenagers the correct way. You know, I the way I was 
the way my dad did it, you know, not knocking my dad, because he, he just didn't know. Um, you know, it was no safety or anything of that nature, you know. And that is what I try to, you know, put teach to my students. Um, the people that take my class is um, understanding firearm safety in the home and, and when it deal, deals with your children, and, you know, because there's nothing wrong with taking your children to the range as long as they're under close supervision and, and the adult knows what he or she is doing. It's perfectly fine. You know, I see children at small age and they're not necessarily shooting large firearm, large caliber firearms, but, you know, firearms indeed. So, yeah. You know, and that, that actually brings up a really good point. The fact that there is really truly a difference between backyard shooting and going to the range and getting real true training on how to handle your firearm. Now, one thing that I've always noticed when I'm talking to you over the years, I've very seldom heard you say a gun or you know something like that. You typically, from what I remember, have always referred to um, any of it as weapons or firearm or something like that. And I'm not saying every single time, because I mean, of course, we have relaxed conversations because we're right. family, but right. I typically hear you say firearm or weapon, you know, and I think having that respect for, you know, what you do and every piece, every part of this industry is amazing. And the fact that you actually teach it and, you know, I can attest, <laughs> you know, I can attest that he has taken my entire family to the gun range. We've gone through a safety class with you. And yeah. you've taken even my daughter when she was younger, you've taken her, uh, she wasn't a little, little kid, but she's younger than she is now. You've taken yeah. her to the fire range and, you know, taught her and, and different things like that. And I find that amazing because, you know, it's, it's a lot better. I mean, I was the one that was raised, you know, take the little BB gun and all this other stuff in the backyard. And it is completely different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different, but um, to be honest with you, whether it's a, a, a range or backyard shooting, um, it really, the difference is really on how you're taught, regardless mm -hmm. of where you're taught. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that my dad just happened to be in the backyard in an urban environment. We, he would just kind of, you know, shoot, we were kind of shooting the gun off. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it really, it really more so boils down to how you're taught. You know, I wasn't taught. I didn't learn firearm safety. Um, I can't remember when I actually learned it. Probably, probably, yes, I did. Probably when I got into security, when I graduated college in 2000, of uh, 2001, 2001, when I got into security. Is when I truly learned about uh, firearm safety. That's that's really good, you know. And it really, just to pinpoint what you said, there's a difference in how you're learning, what you're learning, really and truly taking the fear out of. And I know you and I have talked about this in the past, taking the fear out of, you know, shooting a firearm, being around firearms 
when you take the fear out, you're replacing it with knowledge and confidence. Correct. And I think that's key. And as women, this is something that you really push. You know, I see a lot of the pictures that you post, um, uh, you know, the the things that you do within your business. And you have a ton of women that are coming in to get this firearm safety. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, women are, I would say, probably the most fearful of firearms. And that has to, a lot to do with um, just what they see and hear on TV and media and stuff like that. They play that, that those type of uh, images and, and things that they hear play a, a, a part in that fear. And also with family, you know, um, some women, you know, depending on their, uh, their family structure may grow up um, and the father is like, you know, keeping them away from you know, farms, you know, it's kind of like, you know, my sweet daughter, I'm here to protect you. You know, you don't have to worry about picking up a gun. However, uh, nowadays, I'll probably say it's, it's a lot of women that are finally crossing that, um, you know, finally crossing over to getting over their fear of, of, of firearms. And it's a, it's a great thing. It's a good thing to see. It's actually being an instructor, it's, it's fun to watch. You know, I had a young lady, a group of young ladies one time and, and everybody wanted to shoot the pistol. However, I did make it, you know, um, known to the group. I uh, said, hey, does anybody want to shoot any, um, you know, AR-15s, anything? So I think out of a group of 10 ladies, I think four or five of them wanted to, wanted to shoot. And they were very, you know, the gun is, you know, half of their size. <laughs> and and so they weren't, you know, intimidated, but they just went ahead and just said, you know, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and try it. And the look of, uh, what's the word, glee on their face is um, when they when they went ahead and did it, it was it was remarkable to see. Um, another quick story, my one of my doctors all in my one of in my doctor's office, the the office manager, her daughter, you know, operates the phones and whenever she calls me, she doesn't, we don't end up on the pistol side of the range, we end up on the rifle side. So, you know, women are getting into uh, shooting in a uh, big time. I think on a on a defense level, um, obviously women are always going to be the, I don't, I don't, yeah, probably more so the most than men a victim of a of a crime. So I think it's very important for for women to be able to um, defend themselves. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you got women, women get kidnapped. Uh, you know, you got the sexual assaults, you have purse snatchings. You know, you got women, women are a lot. Women are very, very independent now. So women are doing things that women didn't do back in the in the 60s, the 70s, the 50s, and even the 80s, even the right. 80s, yeah. you know, not long ago, you know what I mean? And so, you know, women are doing, uh, women are out and about doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right, right. yeah, However, living life, and living uh, life and not being fearful, yeah. Right, 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 that's what it, right, that, that's how it's supposed to be. It's just that you still have predators out here uh-huh. that, you know, that prey on women, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And 
And I think now that leads me to, you know, I teach at home defense course. And that's one of the things that I bring to ladies' attention is is knowing knowing your surroundings and, you know, paying attention to your surroundings. And, you know, I'm gonna be candid, you know, staying off that phone, that cell phone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, that's, that's really, that's a really good point though, staying off the cell phone. What other tips do you have for women? And, you know, this is certainly not a session to exclude men, but because nope, nope. the target audience, the majority of the people listening are women. I want right. to be able to provide these tips and tools for women from an expert, you know, and I tell folks, listen, yes, it's a women's show, but men have a lot to offer us. And so I feel like, you know, while we have you on the line, we want to get as much information as possible. But then, you know, if you're nearby, I, you know, near the DC area, I want you to reach out to him because let me tell you, he, I'm going to just tell you from a family standpoint, he's a big dude, he's tall, but he is the most kindest, smart person, one of the most kindest and smart people that I know, and is full of knowledge. I mean, you can sit and I can talk to you, Jamon, for hours, and, yeah. and it's like we go from mm-hmm. one subject to the next, and it's, it's right. crazy. Right, right. <laughs> but give give us, do you have any more tips that you could give us? You've already said staying off the cell phone, which is really, you know, that's one thing that I, I could, I don't want to get on my soapbox. I could, because yeah. you really need to stay off the phone in so many different, you know, arenas that we're in when we're out and, and about doing different things. But what other tips do you have for us? And what, uh, just to clarify, you know, when I say staying off of the cell phone, for example, Okay, if you're talking on the phone, you know, with whomever doing a course, if you're traveling, that's fine. But when you are, um, you know, walking to your car in, in, a, in, a, in a parking lot of, of a store or, or getting out late at night, you're getting off of work or coming from wherever you're coming from, you know, you need to pay attention to your surroundings. Right. You never know who's been watching you. Right. You know what I mean? It, it could range from your you know, the boyfriend that you're dating, the, the ex-husband, it could be somebody that's been stalking you that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the safety tips doing, um, actually linked up with another uh, gentleman by the name of Razul Crawford in my area um, that runs Catalyst Safety Defense Systems um, by way of my uncle. And me and him have linked up and we do a uh, home defense course. And basically with that, that home defense course entails is basically like knowing your surroundings. Um, when you're coming home, you're kind of doing a, for everybody that where, no matter whether you live in, a, in an apartment, a condominium, a town home, a, a single family home, house, no matter what, you, you need to do like a, a physical security survey of your land. What are your weak, what are your, your weak points? Do you have bushes, overgrown bushes in, at your house? You know, can a, can a, can somebody sit behind those bushes? You know, do, does your light come on when it's supposed to come on? You know what I mean? Are there, what are your hiding spots around your house? You know, um, is there, when you pull up, is there a strange car, you know, sitting out front of your home? So paying attention to your surroundings, understanding your vulnerabilities um, where you live, where you reside at, 
that that's that's you know key to survival. Um, certain things like uh, Christmas time, are you or any time, are you um, putting your the TV that you just bought out on the sidewalk? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that, that's right. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good sign to get your house broken into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, um, I go so far as to even the ammunition boxes in my home. I take the tape off of it, not showing my name, and I discard of it, you know, um, in a black trash bag. You know, I don't I don't like people knowing I have firearms in my home. Firearms are very um, are high on the burglary list, the list of burglars um, when it comes to B&Es, breaking and entering, you know. Wow, that, that, I did not know that. That's interesting, I did not know that. Yeah, you should always keep your guns and your jewelry um, separate in your home. Uh, rule of thumb is it's like this. You're held, as a gun owner, you're held accountable for your firearm, firearm or arms um, that may come up, that if they come up missing, you're held accountable for that. So me personally, I have, obviously I have quite a bit of firearms in my home. So I actually have a, a list of the description and serial number of all of my guns. So God forbid, if something were to go down, I would be able to report it to the police. Because depending on where you live, um, the state, your, whatever your state laws are, you have uh, up to 72 or 48 hours or 72 hours to report your firearm missing. It's a huge responsibility. However, it's a great necessity to own a firearm. You never know when you have to defend your home, your family, you know? Right, gotcha, gotcha. That is good information to know. And, you know, great tips to have uh, as we maneuver through, I mean, we're we're now into 2020. Things have changed drastically since the, you know, I guess when my grandparents were moving around at our age. And so, you know, you have to really be cognizant of what's going on and what you really need to do to keep yourself safe. Jamon, I want to ask you, I've got a couple of questions that I want to ask you. What types of weapons should we consider for safety? It depends. Um, it depends on the, on the, choosing the right farm kind of depends on kind of like your purpose, you know. Um, some people are, depending on the state and your state laws, you may be allowed to, you know, carry a concealed firearm. So, when you're choosing a firearm, it's, um, you know, you want to go by your the purpose, the, your hand size, how comfortable you are with the gun. Does that particular firearm fit you? It's during my classes, I always um, equate purchasing a firearm and um, and holding a gun similar. It's similar to when you're purchasing a car. So it's not something, and they're expensive. They can be expensive. So you don't want to go out there and make a, a bad decision when you're you know, picking a firearm. Firearms come in three different sizes. You have full size, compact, and subcompact, okay? Subcompact and, excuse me, compact and subcompact uh, firearms are generally for concealment and people with smaller hand size. So those, that's something that you have to consider as well. 
um, as far as it's more so really comes down to the caliber of the firearm. For example, you have nine millimeter, 40 caliber, 45 caliber, 38, 357. And those are particular calibers are good for self-defense and, and, you know, personal defense, excuse me, and home defense. It's just that you want to make sure when you are for your personal defense or your concealed carry firearm and your home defense, you want to have hollow points as opposed to full metal jacket. And you can, you know, your listeners can look up what a full metal jacket is um, so you can get a better understanding and, and a better viewpoint um, to, to, to understand the difference. But I will say this, the hollow point is designed to, that is the, the middle, the center of the actual bullet is hollowed out so that when it travels through the air, it slows the bullet down. So the purpose is to um, reduce the occurrence of over-penetration. A lot of people do not really understand how even for a pistol caliber, bullets can really, 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 really travel. And you are accountable for each bullet that you, you know, send out of that muzzle. So, you know, that's something that you have to consider. Um, I'll say this, um, one thing that I recommend is a good knife, a good tactical knife to carry in your purse. And a good tactical knife will have a, um, not only a blade, obviously, but it has a built-in blade for cutting seat belts. And it also has a, a device on the tip of it. It's not a sharp device, but it kind of, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an instrument on the tip of the, um, of the knife for punching out windows, okay? And you can also use that as a defense mechanism because nobody wants to get that punched into their, into their skull. Mm -hmm. okay. um, that is really a really good tip that I, I feel like, you know, if if someone is not as comfortable just yet with a weapon and does not have the capability to, you know, carry a weapon around to, con you know, concealed or anything like that, but to have that knife, that's that's really key. I mean, you know, I'm just going to be transparent. I, I keep a knife with me at all times. Yeah. Sometimes several, <laughs> you know, but it's 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 a necessity because you want, like you said, there are situations where you need mm -hmm. to have that knife, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come up or doesn't come up often, but you never know, you know. So let this me, is really good information. Yeah. Let me um, go a step further. Um, there are also products out here. And my buddy actually has one, the gentleman I mentioned earlier that I worked with, uh, Rasul Crawford from Catalyst Safety Defense Systems. Um, he actually does a uh, home defense course also that he goes around to um, different homes. A lot of those homes are women. And he actually has a cone that you can pull out of the handle and it has a sharp blade on it. And it's actually, um, I hate not to be funny, but it's kind of similar to a shank, you know, something yeah. that you would see in a, in a prison. Right. But it's, um, it's highly useful because it's sharp and it's non-metallic. So therefore, you know, when a lot of times people, you know, work in government buildings and their security, 
and you have to put your purse or, or your belongings through a metal detector, that's something that you want to be aware of as well. Um, I bought a, a, let's just call it a credit card knife. It was a, it's very sharp, extremely sharp blade that dips out from something the size of a credit card. Yeah. And I ran it through my x-ray machine at work and it came up at uh, on the x-ray machine, obviously, you know, because the knife was, the knife part of it was metal. So it just so happened, you know, I said, you know, I was just about to travel. And I was like, ooh, thank God, because like I said, I kept it in my wallet. Yeah. And it, it could cut, ooh, it, it was, it's, it's nasty sharp. So, you know, that's, as far as knives, you know, you can always go to your local, um, it doesn't even have to be a gun store. You can go on Amazon, different websites. Um, the tactical knife that I just bought, actually, I bought it from AutoZone, you know, a place that sells auto parts. You know, but you want to get a knife that's tactical, not just any old flip-out knife. You know, and a tactical knife is going to have two to three more apparatuses on it to, you know, for different situations. Like I said, punching out a window, that that window punch can also be used to to, to punch somebody in the skull with. It, it's going to hurt. You know, and the other blade that's in it is for cutting uh, a seatbelt. You know, and then you obviously you have the other blade for doing, you know, doing whatever's necessary for your survival. Um, going back to firearms, it basically comes down to the gun that's, that's, that you're comfortable with in your situation. You have to understand when you are carrying around a firearm, if you are in an area or state that you're allowed to do that, you have to look at such things as clothing. Um, you you know, people tend to wear, wear wear less clothing during the summer, you know, and spring. So, you know, you don't want to be, you know, give away that you're carrying a firearm. You know, women have the advantage of, because a lot of times women carry purses. So, you know, are you the type of woman that carries a big purse? Well, maybe you can carry a full-size gun. But are you have to make sure you're able to get to that gun in time of need? So that's for that comes down to training, train, 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 train. Um, there's also the firearms, like I said, you have compact and subcompact. You know, so maybe the hand, your hands are maybe you have smaller hands, even for men. You know, so you want to go for a firearm that you're comfortable with, and a lot of that also has to do with uh, the caliber. You know, a lot of people, um, I, have a, I had a lady the other day who said she wanted to take my class. She wanted to get a 22. A 22 caliber is not a great, is not a good caliber at all for stopping anyone. Okay. Just, so I'm just putting that out there that to be known to your listeners, you know, because there's a lot of myths out here. And as an instructor, you know, we have to debunk those myths and, and bring people to realistic um, views a 22 is not going to necessarily stop an intruder especially like you mentioned i'm somebody my size you know so you want something that's going to have good stopping power but also a firearm that you can control that's good stuff so jamal we're going to take a quick break and when we come back i want you to answer this question um how long should it take for people to see results after going through your training, the training that you provide? 
and do you provide follow-up training so in other words once they go through um, your training however long it is talk a little bit about your training but once they go through it do you see um, less fear less apprehension in the people should they expect that and I realize that everyone is different but just overall and so when we come back Jamon is going to answer that question we'll be right back folks Due to COVID-19, most 2020 brides either had to cancel, move, or get married without family and friends being physically present. We know that holds true for bridal and bachelorette parties. Elegant Affairs by Dion, who is an event and wedding designer based in Atlanta, Georgia, has decided to launch a virtual bachelorette party for all 2020 brides. Here's what you have in store for you. The theme is an 80s, 90s gear, live female DJ, female comedian, virtual games, cash prizes, wedding scavenger hunt, best dress giveaway, best old school dance giveaway. Follow Elegant Affairs by Dion on Instagram to keep up with how to register to be a part of this monumental movement for brides. Hope to see you there. All right, so we are back with Jamon Jacobs, and we've been talking about firearm safety, and this is, he's just literally hit the ground running with giving us tools and tips, information on staying safe, um, what to look for in a weapon. And before we went on break, I asked Jamon to just give us an idea of how long we should see results. And again, we know that everyone is different, but if you're walking into this training with Jamon and you're apprehensive or you're fearful of firearms uh, or of shooting, how long should it take for us to see a lot of that fear and apprehension dissipate? And then also, do you provide follow-up training? So yes, the, the it basically it comes down. You actually said it comes down to the individual. What the big difference is, how often is the individual training? So yes, for me, I do offer follow-up training. I'll be honest with you, it's unfortunate that when people do take my class, they rarely come back. And it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with um, me not letting them know or me not being, you know, welcoming welcome them back um, to me. It's just that people, a lot of times, do not see a great, necess- a great necessity to come back and continue training. Um, and that's just the harsh reality of this business when it comes to civilians um, owning firearms. A lot of times people get guns and they just sit on the shelf. I had a young man, uh, a gentleman, he's a great friend of mine, took my class early on, probably not too long after I became an instructor. He paid the money and he still has not, here we are in 2020, he still has not, you know, went out to get his gun yet. So people do not, under civilians do not understand the necessity of owning a firearm and training with that firearm. It's very important, you know, to train. Um, I had a young lady uh, who, I, you know, you know, grew up in the church, and that I go to, used to go to, and um, 
it was so funny, you know, she's small stature and she would always say when I became an instructor or even before I became an instructor, she always wanted me to take her shoe. And I just kind of, you know, blew her off and everything, you know. And then when she got older, she was, I found out she was going into the Air Force. She wanted to get into the Air Force. So she finally came to me and I said, okay, I got you. And it was crazy because, you know, her size, she wanted to shoot the 12 gauge shotgun. And 12 gauge can be a little bit, you know, could be a little overwhelming <laughs> uh -huh. to say the least. And, uh, but it's a great gun for home defense. I will, you know, and there's options. So anyway, took her to the range and she had a ball. So I said to her, I said, you know, you, you, this is going to require, you know, quite coming to me quite a bit. And when I first got her, she could not rack the slide back on the gun. You know, she did her hand strength. So I gave her some, um, you know, the thing that you strengthen your hands with. Forgive me yeah. for, for my life. Um, you know, I, yeah. can't remember. But yeah, the grips, the grips. And um, next thing you know, I said, you know, do these constantly, you know, two to three weeks later, it was a it was a total 360 degree turnaround and she could shoot her butt off even to this day. Wow. And so it takes a lot of repetitions. Now, the main difference with her, she saw the importance of training because of the which she was getting ready to get into, which is the Air Force. You know, everybody who I've trained that is going getting trained for a purpose does well. And the reason being is because they're constantly training. So I've had people, um, I had one gentleman um, who was going out for the Air Force uh, pararescue jumpers, which is the Air Force um, special version of special forces. Uh, he made uh, marksmen, um, you know, I had two gentlemen that uh, trained under me that, you know, are currently on our local uh, Prince George's County Police Department, you know, and they shot extremely well. And one, the other brother just went, in, went into uh, the 82nd Airborne. And so he made excellent. So these people are constantly coming, you know, were constantly coming to me training. We were hitting a range um, probably every weekend or if not every other weekend. So it takes a lot, you know, to properly train someone so that they get over the fear and the, the big thing with learning to shoot and correctly and accuracy is muscle memory so once the brain gets it and it you know sends it to the rest of the body it becomes second nature it should become second nature too but again it comes with training so somebody just come in to take like offer the maryland handgun qualification license and that's basically a license for people to come, first-time buyers, handgun buyers, they come and they get the gun, they take a class, they go to the range, they go to get the background check, they get the license, they get the gun, et cetera. But if they don't come back and train, those same, uh, it, it, it just won't work. Yeah. You can shoot, yeah, anybody can shoot a gun, but you know, training and accuracy, et cetera, It'll, it'll end up falling flat. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Jamar, tell us how we can get in touch with you. What is your, do you have a website? 
and or how do we get in touch with you if we want to set up some training with you? Yeah, my website is www.safearmstactical.com. And my email is going to be Jacobs, that's J-A-C-O-B-S, at safearmstactical.com. And my phone number to reach me at is 202-449-0230. Again, that's Jacobs, J-A-C-O-B-S, at safearmstactical.com. And again, my number is 202-449-0230. Again, the website is safearmstactical.com. And that number, um, I can be reached at either through phone call or text message. Gotcha. Awesome. And remember, folks, we will have all of the information that he's given us, contact information in our show notes, and there will be clickable links in there. And Jamon, one last question that I want to ask you. Uh, do you accompany your trainees to purchase a weapon? Is that an option that you provide? Yeah, that's always an option. Um, that I provide. I don't mind. I've done it before. Um, so yes, I do provide that every, every it, it, it just depends, but I do. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Actually, you know, I do have, I do have one other question that I do want to ask. Um, what type of range should, should someone look for versus what type of range should someone avoid? I know here in Richmond, I'm, I'm here in Richmond, Virginia, and um, I remember several years ago, there were a few ranges here, shooting ranges here that it was just like folks were saying, nope, don't go there, never go there because it's just not safe. They're not really practicing great safety. It's not set up good. And then there are some that are like amazing. The one that you and I and my husband went to and my daughter, we went to one and it, I absolutely loved that one. But tell us what should we be looking for and what should we avoid? So you want to definitely go, certain ranges have, not all of them, will have what you call an RSO. As a matter of fact, that's, I am an RSO as well, which is a range safety officer. So that range safety officer is somebody who watches over people as they're shooting and making sure that everyone is exercising proper safety, okay? And they have, you know, the right to call ceasefire on the range. However, with that being said, anyone, anyone can cause ceasefire on the range if you recognize somebody, something that's improper, um, somebody's not exercising proper safety. You got to remember, regardless of where you're going, it's still firearms around and you don't know who's in the right and proper mindset. Um, so it's up to you. You got to remember it's your life on the line. So if you see something that's going on as something that's unsafe, you know, like for example, a lot of times people like to take pictures on the range and they, you'll see somebody doing something, something dumb, you know, you, you have to be able to call that out. You could be, um, you know, be courteous with it, be professional with it. And if, if they don't like it, you seem like it's, they go get, they go get somebody, um, you know, that works there. Mm-hmm. I've seen people get kicked off the range. I've um, voiced my uh, concern with individuals that were doing something unsafe. And I was that wasn't me even operating as a RSO. That was just me just going up there shooting. But the way I look at it, you're putting my life 
and somebody else's life in danger by you doing something stupid because of the ranges um those dividers are not going to stop anything it's just basically basically kind of for privacy so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so any yeah so just any any range that you go to is there's going to be good and bad ranges some are going to exercise more safety than others um because you can go to a range with the rso a range safety officer and they can kind of be overzealous mm-hmm. you know so you just you know when that can that can kind of ruin an experience you know so you just never know. Just the, pro- the main thing is just exercise of safety. Keep your eyes open for people doing things that are unsafe, you know. So yeah. you, be, you know, don't be afraid to call attention to it. You know, just remember it's, it's your safety on the line. Gotcha, gotcha. And that makes perfect sense. So Jamon, before we close out, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Any tips, tools, anything? that you feel like would be of benefit for us to hear? Um, just, you know, be safe. Um, don't be afraid of firearms Firearms, and, you know, just respect them. And, you know, wherever you do, when you buy a firearm, purchase a firearm, just, you know, be properly, you know, get some proper training from, a, from, a, from, a, from an instructor wherever you live. You know, that's, that's key. And, and most important to your survival, you know, um, do a physical uh, security survey of wherever you live. You know, you always want to stay safe at all times. We're living in, um, you know, difficult times right now. And you see how people kind of react to uh, strife and, you know, people don't do too good, you know, um, so you always want to put pr- protection on yourself and on your family. Um, you know, some a lot of people don't like to pay attention to the news and et cetera. You know, you gotta you should pay attention to the news so you know what's going on, what the trends are that could you know any type of trends of criminal behavior or mischief that could put you and your family in danger. You want to pay attention to that so you can better you know better better be off you know right right gotcha and you know this has really been an informative episode i like i like i said before i really hope that you know our listeners were able to get some really good information some tools some tips um again i i trust jamon um i mean i've trusted him with my life i've gone on the shooting range with him he's i have gone through my family and I we've gone through uh his safety class he's he's done that for us um and he just because we're family he he did not cut any corners we had (laughs) everything that everybody else have to do he's very you know serious about this which is good you know I commend him for that and I will say I did have a lot of fun going to the range with him uh, we were able to shoot a Tommy gun. I was excited about that. That was really yes. cool to be able to do that. Um, and Jamon, I want you to tell them about the story, you know, about my daughter. And I forget how old she was, maybe about 18 or 19 at the time. I don't really remember yeah. how old she was. But tell them about the story of how I became the mama bear, being protective <laughs> of her. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was so funny because it kind of reminded me of the relationship I have uh, 
you know, with my dad, me and my, you know, came up with my dad, you know, we were the type of, had a father-son relationship where we kind of, you know, talked trash to each other. So when I came down to uh, you guys' house, um, uh, you and Taylor, you know, were, um, were, you know, talking trash and just being funny, you know, just being yourselves and just having a good time. It was, it was very, you know, funny and enjoyable to watch. And then when we got to the range, you, <laughs> you just turned into like mama bear. You just got like super protective. I could see a fear in your eyes and, you know, it was like, you know, don't let that happen to my baby. I was like, where did this all come from? You know, <laughs> a minute ago, you guys were talking trash. So, um, you know, that was funny. And then Taylor actually shot shot better than I think everybody. And then it was so funny because when, uh, when she was shooting, um, somebody came on the range with a loud rifle. And she just kind of, it was so funny. She was like, she literally put her gun down and covered her ears and was like, make him stop. I was like, I can't make him stop. <laughs> it was, you know, it was loud. I just thought that was hilarious, you know, but she actually, despite it all, she shot very well, you know. So that day was pretty fun. We had a lot of fun that day. And yes, the Tommy gun was, that was actually one of my um, bucket list guns, so, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a few bucket list guns that that I want to, you know, get out of my system, and that's that was definitely uh, one of them. I, I've always wanted to shoot a Thompson uh, submachine gun. It was fully automatic too. They're on fully automatic. They're very expensive to buy. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Interesting. Yeah. yeah, you know that was that was a very interesting day, as Jamon said. My daughter and I, we kind of go back and forth, just in fun, you know, having a good yeah. time. We have a really good relationship. And then when we got to the range, and it was her time to go up and shoot, I literally, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I literally became Mama Bear and was like, Jamon, don't let nothing happen to my baby, you know. But like he said, she actually shot better than all of us, and I'm pretty sure I still have all of our. Um, I forget what you call them with, you know, the, the targets. Yes, the targets. Yeah, I, I have the pictures on my phone still. Yep, I still have those and I still mm. have the pictures of, of her shooting. I actually put them up from time to time because I, I think it's really amazing. I mean, she was, you know, I call her a kid, but she wasn't a, a kid kid. She's like 18 or 19. But, you know, to be able to do that and to do so well, she paid attention in class. She was really you know, focused and into it and, and wanted to be. Yeah. I, I, I'm appreciative because this is something that I believe in. I think that we all should be able to, to do this and, and know what we're doing. Handle weapons properly. Safety is key. So, Jamon, I want to thank you for coming on Radio. Uh, go be great. And I thank you. that we'll be talking again in the very near future. <laughs> okay, great. I appreciate you for having me on. Uh, thank you, and yeah, thank you for everything. You're most Please welcome. Stay. And so, folks, this has been another great episode of War Cry Radio. Go be great. And I've had on the show today, Jamon Jacobs of Safety Arms Tactical. And I will see you all on the flip side. Hey guys, 
I wanted to give you just a quick disclaimer as I am bringing on featured guests on the show. I want to let you guys know that the views and opinions expressed here on Warcry Radio from our featured guests are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Warcry Radio, Warcry Consulting Solutions LLC, nor myself, Coach Karina. And guys, I also want to let you know that any content provided by our guests are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, anyone, nor anything. And guys, it is possible for you to hear something other than what I normally teach and um, guide you guys on. So please keep that in mind uh, as you are listening to our featured guests. My goal with bringing on future guests is to bring additional value for you, okay? So just keep that in mind, guys. Thanks, bye.